Any successful residential plumbing service business in the United States right now is using the identical system that I'm using. It looks daunting and intimidating and impossible. The reality is, is it really isn't that bad. You'll be surprised at how fast you can start making money, how much money you can make. It's a time-tested, proven way of doing your business. When you're under stress in your business, you're not just gonna be like, I'm expert business owner. I will just make good choices. You're gonna go revert to whatever habits that you're comfortable with. Like the whole time you're growing your business, you're gonna think that the whole thing's gonna explode any day now. Dude, get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to business. What's up, y'all? Jared, <laughs> welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Podcast Wednesday? Yes, it, yep, podcast it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. And my hat's backwards, I don't like that. Can't do that, no. we tried that once. Can't look you like didn't a, last very long. No. Can't look like a doofus. I gotta protect my image. <laughs> mm -hmm. Image protection. That's what this whole episode is gonna be about, everybody. Image protection. Image protection. <laughs> Very muy importante. Dude, what's crack lacking? Um, nothing. Just um, hanging out, enjoying the heat. I don't really mind it. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it is. It's freaking hot, dude. Yeah, it is. I mean, when we went out, we went biking yesterday. And there wasn't very many people there. And it's probably yeah. because it was the 99 degrees. <laughs> 99 degrees. But when you get into the trees, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it's not. It's not as bad in the trees. Like we've been going in the morning and it's 75. Yeah. And honestly, going 99 in the trees, it wasn't that much worse. It I did, drank more water, but yeah. it wasn't that much worse. Yeah, it didn't feel that much different to me. Like once we got in the trees, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. it's just hot still. Maybe I'm just getting used to it. Yeah. Maybe. I just I just choose not to complain about it. Because I'm like, in my head, when I moved to Florida from Alaska, everybody in Alaska was like, you know, it's hot there, right? I'm like, I do know this. You're like, you know, you're not going to like that, right? And I'm like, I'm going to be okay. You mean Florida's going to be hot? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it was like this thing that everybody had to keep telling me. And so I made a choice. Nice back pop. Dude, that was a good one. That <sighs> felt really good. Man. Anyway, but I made this choice. I was like, I'm just not going to complain about the heat. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, it's hot. Yeah. It's okay. I live in Florida. Yes. Kind of a dumb thing to complain about. What they don't understand is like, it actually gets a little chilly here in the wintertime. Yeah, I haven't experienced that yet. I'm looking forward to it. You will. It'll be nice. I'll complain about that though, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to complain about something, right? I know, right? You yep. know? Um, so today I want to talk about the top three mistakes that plumbers make when growing their plumbing business. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't know all of them off the top of my head, mm -hmm. but we're going to get into them. Um, and so I guess let's just start with like, there's one that's just the most eminent on my brain right sure. now, because mm -hmm. we've just been talking about it a lot, been, been thinking about it a lot, been dealing about it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I watched this podcast episode, actually it was just a short that I watched mm -hmm. from, or a reel from Rob Durdick. Mm -hmm. And he's like old now. It's kind of weird. I know he's old, but he's like very smart. Like, yeah. like when I was watching Robin Big... I wasn't like, this guy's a smart entrepreneur. I was no. like, this guy's a funny skateboarder guy with a friend. Yes. And what's funny about now is now he's like, this guy's a smart entrepreneur. I know. What's funny, like if you go check out his reels, mm -hmm. he gets a lot of hate, dude. About what? He's got quite a few followers on uh -huh. Instagram. He's at like 7.7 .7 million. So he's pretty yeah, high up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of people to hate. But about. dude, he gets a lot of hate of people just like, like they'll be like, Rob, you know, 2016, and they'll uh -huh. have some dumb saying that he said. Sure, of And they'll be like, Rob 2023 with an arrow pointing up yeah. to the video. Yeah, but pretty funny. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, he was, the the reel he was doing, like I watched one reel where he's mm -hmm. like, 
I have optimized my ah. morning coffee experience. Yeah. And he goes through his whole routine of his morning coffee. Mm-hmm. He's got to have rainforest blend coffee mm-hmm. because it's the highest quality coffee. So mm-hmm. it's grown in a rainforest um, with gorillas. So it's got to have gorillas in the rainforest. Yep. Okay. I, know, I know what coffee he's talking about, too. It's actually good coffee. Mm-hmm. It's not like super expensive or anything. Mm-hmm. It, it It's taste delicious. Mm-hmm. So it's shade grown, right? Right. Um, and then he's like, he's like, everybody's going to give me a little bit of crap about this, but I got to brew my coffee with Fiji water. So he's got... Like the Fiji bottled water? Bottled water. So okay. he's got two bottles of Fiji water okay. that he pours into his coffee maker Dude. every morning. And then, um, yeah. And so then he's like, okay, so I got the coffee and I got the coffee maker and the thing. But then he he delegated somebody. Somebody actually, he has somebody make sure that there's always coffee there. Mm-hmm. It gets pre-ground, <laughs> pre-ground <laughs> and put into his coffee maker, yeah. right? And then mm-hmm. they set the two bottles of Fiji water there. Gotcha. So when he wakes up in the morning, he, he just pours the Fiji water in, yeah, and then hits start, and that's he's it. Got his coffee, right, mm-hmm. dude? He got a lot of crap for that. I'm sure he did. So the crap was probably like, "Why you got to delegate somebody to do something stupid like yeah. that?" Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, hmm, <laughs> like, could I delegate somebody to? Could we have somebody show up to my house and just set Fiji water next to my coffee machine? So like, what's the what's the lesson there? Like, what is the interpretation of like doing that? So if you watch any of Rob's stuff, he's big into like optimizing your time, but like yes. on, a, on a whole nother level. Sure. Like a wild, crazy level. Yeah. That's probably hard for a lot of people to even like comprehend, right? right? And so like just like with his coffee maker, like he's trying to, he wants number one, he wants to make sure he feels good. So he's really into eating healthy. He's mm-hmm. really into taking care of his body. Mm-hmm. And his goal is to live like, Get That's healthier right. as That's he right. lives longer. And how long does he want to live? He wants to live like he wants to live like 120 or something. Yeah, I remember him talking to what's that guy's name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, he was talking to the guy who said the statement. Who's like, yo, like from 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. I do this much work, and like I've done 24 hours of work when you've done. Uh, oh, Ed Milet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's talking three to days him. and yeah, one. Yeah, three days <laughs> and one. <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand yeah, how that yeah. works. Well, however that works. But he was talking to Ed Milet and. Uh, I think he said like he wants to live to like 120 or something like that. Like he has, or maybe 110, but he has this goal of living long. And Mm -hmm. a lot of it comes down to like probably creating good habits and eating Mm -hmm. better and better and taking care of his body to do so. Yeah. So he gets somebody to do his coffee, gets somebody to make his food for him, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Just optimizing his time, right? Yeah. Because I mean, at, at his point and even at anybody's point, like our time is such a limiting constraint. Yeah, it is. And it like, really is. And like even in your plumbing business, like you're going to be limited on your time to do certain things. Yep. And I that's like one thing I see a lot of plumbing business owners make the mistake in, okay? Mm-hmm. So they they're used to just going out in the field and right. working. So they they typically a normal plumber just wakes up as late as possible, throws his pants on, mm-hmm. brushes his teeth, hops in his vehicle and goes to work, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're used to that kind of routine. Mm. And then they're just at work. And then they're, you know, typically stopping at the gas station at noon or stopping at the gas station and I don't know, whenever. Mm-hmm. Break time, gas station, grabbing McDonald's or whatever. And I think so then when you go and start your own plumbing business, that like might work okay in the field. I would argue it's you're not going to be very effective for very long because right. 
you're going to get fat and you're not going to be very healthy and it's <laughs> yeah. going to affect your performance eventually. Yeah. yeah. But once you kind of move into like, okay, I started a plumbing business and I've got a couple guys going and now this business is relying on me to be cognitive. Mm. This business is relying on me to be healthy. Mm-hmm. This business is relying, you know, it's just really just relying on you. So you need to show up when you show up to your plumbing business in the best way possible, right? Mm-hmm. To give your plumbing business the best chance of success, right? So if you're showing up and you just woke up and you didn't drink your coffee yet, your Fiji coffee, yep. um, and you stop at McDonald's in the middle of the day to grab some lunch, then you're not going to be performing at your best, right? Sure. And at that point, like especially once you move out of the truck, like once you got three guys in the field and you move kind of into that general manager position, mm-hmm. like the your business is requiring a lot out of you at that point, right? Yeah. And so if you can hit it with the best version of yourself, sure, you're gonna have a much higher chance of success. Mm. And so, like, and I th- I think a lot of I think a lot of owners fail here because they will. Like they will go about their day very reactively instead sure. of proactively, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because that's kind of how, like in the field, you don't kind of proactively go about your day. It's like mm. I got a call, I'm going, right? Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so they're kind of used to that, mm-hmm. and now they they really need to be a little more proactive, mm-hmm. less reactive. And I think that starts in the morning. Yeah. Like I think number one, like, <clears throat> well, it really start. It's really just like building a routine, sure, and building habits that help you to be successful. And I think when you build like habits, that becomes your new comfort level because we're always going to fall back to where we're comfortable. Yeah. And if you're you're comfortable, like not, if you're comfortable eating McDonald's and you're comfortable waking up late and not accomplishing all these things, that's going to be where you go when things get hard because you're going to go, oh man, I just got to, I just need to go back to where I'm comfortable. And so by building good habits, you start to change that level of comfort. Like, so for example, I talked with Kostin about this, where it's like, once you go to the gym enough consistently, yeah. it becomes uncomfortable to not work out. Yes. Like, so when I miss a workout, I'm like, oh gosh, like, dang it. Like, I'm going to I'm going to regress, which is great yep. because that means my new comfort is becoming working out. Yep. And it still sucks. To, like, I still don't like doing a workout, but like yeah. once a minute, I'm like, okay, we're in it. It's okay. Now it's just like doing the hard stuff, right? But having that baseline yep. and establishing those habits is good. It's hard at first, of course. Yeah. And I think the mistake that guys make is they they set out a new habit paradigm and then they just don't do it long enough for it to stick. And then they just yeah. regress to where they're comfortable. Yeah, totally. It's like when I used to run um, Hunter Milers, there I would for me to stay motivated, I had to like train for a race. Mm-hmm. And so I would go train for these races and like starting the training routine was always really hard, but then you start to get into it and a month in, Mm -hmm. two months in, it's just like part of what you do. Right. right? And then you get to the point where you're like, you just went on a run and like, I remember going for like a 20, 30 mile run and coming Mm -hmm. home. And then my wife, Christelle was like, Hey, I'm going to go for a run and be like, I'll go with you. Right. Because running's fun. Like I started to enjoy it. It started Mm -hmm. to get easier and it started Mm -hmm. becoming this thing that I just do. It's a part Mm -hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how it becomes with kind of any habit you get yourself into, mm-hmm. whether that's waking up on time or mm-hmm. going to bed on time mm-hmm. or, you know, setting aside time for things that matter or right. thinking about things or how right. you eat or how you exercise right. or any of that kind of stuff. Um, 
And so, yeah, so I would just like to solve that problem, that that thing is you really want to just come up with a routine of things you do. Sure, yeah. And it might seem really lame at first, but I think when you start seeing the benefits of the routine, then you're going to be pretty happy with it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? I was thinking about this statement, and I want you to hear your thoughts on it. Like, your business is an extension of who you are. Mm-hmm. I think so. Because I was thinking about sort of a lot, I think, your success comes through because people trusted you early on Mm -hmm. and because you manifested characteristics that they said, oh, this guy looks like he's doing things. Mm -hmm. And so as you were learning the systems, because you didn't have the, like you didn't have the blueprint just given to you. You still had to learn and adapt um, to get through it. But guys still trusted you because you gave off an aura of like, oh, I'm a trustworthy guy and I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to make this work. Yep. And so it's like that, your business became very much an extension of your character and who you are. And you still do it to this day where you're like, no, I want my business to have guys that are paid well. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to like just be like, oh, he made a mistake. Let that person go. Let's get another guy. Like, mm-hmm. well, let's figure it out. You know, let's mm-hmm. try to speak into this individual's life so that they can co- make corrections before mm-hmm. we just cut ties or whatever. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate of, you know, I probably could, I could have done a lot better at, being more intentional with my time and my yeah. habits, I would have would have saved me a lot of headache. Maybe I would I probably wouldn't have gone any faster, but it would have been a lot easier to yeah. go as fast yeah. as I did, right? Because um, I remember like my son Costin, he's our video editor now, mm-hmm. so he was looking at a video on our. There's a video on our website mm-hmm. on Prospector Plumbing's website, mm-hmm. and it's like one of the first videos that I really. F- it wasn't the first video. I'd like messed around filming videos for our social media. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? On our website, I need to just tell people what this business is about. And so I went and I filmed the video. And if you go watch it, like it looked like Costin, my son, he goes, dad, I was watching the video on the website the other day. And he goes, it looks like you just spent like two years in the dungeon <laughs> and you like crawled out and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> what happened to this guy? Yeah. And it's true. It's because I didn't, I didn't put in the habits of staying mm-hmm. healthy while I was growing my plumbing business, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I probably would have been in a much better headspace, mm-hmm. mental space. I would have had more energy mm. if I just would have put the habits in to stay halfway halfway healthy, halfway in good physical shape. Yeah. So I think it's super important. Um, and I know like a lot of people s- struggle with it because they get, mm. they start feeling like overwhelmed and they don't set aside the time to like really think about their business and where they're going and what right. their next step should be. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. all super scary because you've never done it before. Right. And so if you can go develop habits and routines to help mm-hmm. yourself through those processes, then it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot easier for you. Yeah. So I would mm-hmm. like, I really want to just like map out what that looks like. Sure. We got, I don't know, we got another hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. We only got two other you know, bad things you're going to do. Three, yeah. Two other reasons you're not going to be successful. Um, so yeah, so like, w- let's just map it out. Sure. Well, even like, before we go into that, like it's, the reason why this part is so important is because you need to build a foundation of habits so when things get hard and you feel like you can't do it, mm-hmm. like you, your body is like still on your side, right? 
Yes. Because when things get hard, but you're already losing sleep, you're already not healthy, yeah. it's going to be so much harder to be like, I guess I'll keep doing the really hard thing at work. It's like, you're just going to want to regress to like, screw it. I'm just going to like. It's like taking a guy who's not stressed out and giving yeah. him stress, a little bit of stress, mm -hmm. not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Take a guy who's stressed out because he's not sleeping enough, not eating healthy mm -hmm. enough, not having the time to think ahead. Mm -hmm. And then adding stress to that, like he's already stressed out. Yeah. And then you're just going to add more stress. You're not going to deal with it very well. Yeah. So it's super important. Yeah. I mean, and it's and like, again, like going into owning a real business isn't like a casual, trivial thing. Uh -uh. Like there's a reason why people fail at it is because they don't actually rise to the standard required to be successful at it, yep. which means they have to go through a metamorphosis to become something more formidable. To, bless you, bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> Are you even listening to me, Jared? No. Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I actually this. don't. All the podcasts, I just don't listen. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows it's obvious. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, but anyway, like, we'll just cut to my face when you're talking, <laughs> and everybody be like, "Wow, he's not even listening." He's just, you're just on your phone. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> but the point is, is like you need to essentially like rise to the standard and the occasion of like a good business owner yep. to expect to be successful. Yeah, I've always said it, and you've heard me say it a lot, mm -hmm. but I think that growing and scaling a business, yes, there's tactical things you can do in your business mm -hmm. that are going to help you out a lot. There's like best practices, a way of doing business that's going to help you out. But the one thing that I didn't anticipate mm -hmm. was the business's growth really really depended on mm -hmm. my personal character growth. Dude, and that's right? like, I mean, we see that like struggle in the coaching program where you can see when guys start to sort of lag behind and it's yeah. because I think their character hasn't made this switch. Yep. So they're like, they're like, Oh man, this is just hard. And you're like, yeah, but you yourself, you're have like, you haven't turned into the person you need to be yet to accomplish that next thing. Yep. Because a lot of times people will be like, well, this is just, it doesn't work because of this, that, and the other thing. You're like, guys, the systems are like pretty black and white. Yep. Like, like how that goes is just, you know, pricing, marketing systems, et cetera, et cetera. But you need to become the person to be able to, yep. well, I don't know, successfully navigate those things and take on that responsibility and that difficulty well. And here's the thing with that is you can't just set out to become that person. Right? Yeah, it's not like a, today yeah. I'm, I mean, because I, everybody's you, tried this. Like, this is a New Year's resolution. Like, yeah. Jared, tomorrow I'm going to start running 15 miles a day. Yeah. And then like, yeah, okay. Well, like when you're going through your business, like you don't even know what kind of person you need to become. Yeah, that's true. Like 90% of the time, right? Or you might until not even know that you need to become somebody different. Yeah, until you're in the thick of it and you're like, hmm, <laughs> this isn't working out. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to do this differently. Or, man, Jared wants me to do this thing that he teaches in his program, but like that's really uncomfortable or... Mm -hmm. I'm not very good at that. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a time for you to grow as a person, grow in character, mm -hmm. grow in these skill sets, right? And I think the only way that you're going to be able to make that growth is just by doing the things. Yeah, so just sure. Of course. Committing to, committing to the growth of your plumbing business, like developing that attitude of, okay, no matter what it takes, I'm going to grow this freaking plumbing business mm -hmm. and I'm going to make it successful no matter what. Mm -hmm. And then just going for it. And then as you go forward, you're going to run into these things where you're like, holy crap, I don't know what I'm doing or I'm not very good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then figure out how to do it better, right? Yeah, yeah. Figure out how to do it well. Figure out how to develop the skills and the character that you need in order to do it, mm -hmm. right? Because um, you can't go beforehand and figure it out. Right, yeah. 
but if you don't commit to it, then it's going to be real hard for you to, like when you get to that point, it's going to be hard. It's mm-hmm. going to be weird. It's going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you're not committed to it, you're going to slip back to where it's more comfortable. Yep, you're going to slip back to that comfort zone. And you'll zone. stagnate in mm-hmm. your business or you'll give up altogether. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why we say it all the time on all of my reels and stuff. The difference between mm. successful people and unsuccessful people is the unsuccessful people just stop. Right. And what it really is is they just stop pushing forward. They stop doing. They just yeah. slip back into their comfort. And so they either stagnate or they quit. One of the two. And either one is a regression. And yeah. either one is like they're in these things, there is no point where you just stay where you're at. Yeah. Like when you pause and stagnate, you then start to go back. Like we gave the example of like Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill. Yeah. It's the same thing with your business or really with any habit, right? Yep. Like if I stop working out tomorrow, I will, my muscles will slowly atrophy. It's just how it is. Yep. Yeah. Like if you envision like you're pushing the rock up there or the big giant ball up the hill, mm-hmm. right? The way I like to think about that is there are times in your business where, and you're going to feel it throughout the whole growth of your business, mm-hmm. where you get to like, you get a little bit of relaxation mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man, <laughs> finally, finally, I think this is going to work out, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You get those moments, mm-hmm. but then you got to keep pushing that ball up the hill, right? Yeah. And then it gets hard again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what happens if you, you get that moment mm-hmm. and you start pushing, but it gets hard, you're just going to regress back to that comfortable moment right. where the, you're like, okay, right. I'm just going to chill here for a little bit because mm. this next thing is hard and this is difficult and this is uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to like chill here for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe that's okay if you need a break. Sure. But ultimately, if you can develop a routine that sets you up for success, you should just be able to just keep pushing that ball up that yeah. hill. And, th- and then being self-aware that when you come to that moment – to actually know that, like, is this a good place for a break or do I need to push in this moment? I would like, say just always push. Yeah, sure. Unless you're just worn out. Right. Right. Like, like hitting, like, a burnout moment or something. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's a real thing. Like, there were times when I was pushing on my business real hard <laughs> mm-hmm. where it'd be, like, noon and my brain would just be fried and I'd be like, I'm just going to, like, not yeah. do anything the rest of the day. Yeah. Because whatever I do, I'm not going to do it very well. Yeah. So I might as well do nothing. Right. Yeah. But I think in that instance if that's outside of your habit mm-hmm. then it's like an almost an exception to the rule yeah where it's not like oh i'm just gonna like not do it today even though like well you didn't you didn't do it yesterday either like, yeah well but like i'm still tired from yesterday <laughs> well, you know? that's what i do every day yeah and then you're like, work okay so we're just lying to ourselves then <laughs> we're actually not doing the thing we're supposed to be doing yeah yeah it'll never get done <laughs> yeah like the laundry yeah hormone in the yard yeah well i don't have any gas i'll get gas tomorrow uh yeah so like it's just developing habits to get to put yourself in the best spot possible to be able to actually Mm. accomplish something Mm -hmm. to actually be able to grow to actually be able to continue to push that ball up that hill to actually get to those comfortable spots and then go you know what i'm gonna just keep going in here and then i'm gonna keep pushing forward here right Mm -hmm. um like that hand movement. Yeah. I feel like I'm in an opera or something. I know. That's why I went, <laughs> I always look at those guys and laugh. And here you are just doing one of them. Oh, yeah. man. I'm just secretly just jealous. Yeah, you're like, I wish I could be an opera guy. Man, that'd be rad. Yeah. Career bucket list goals. Dude, it's on there. Yeah. So 
morning routine. I don't want to say morning routine, but like the night before, right? Sure. Number one, like when you're growing your plumbing business, don't be afraid to dig into it in the afternoon or on the weekends. Right. Like maybe not go work in the field, but work on your business. Like when you're first starting out and you're having to go produce revenue because the business needs you to produce revenue, then go produce revenue and then in the afternoon, on the weekends, go work on your business. Mm -hmm. I know you have a family. I know, well, maybe you don't have a family, Mm -hmm. but you know, a lot of them, a lot of us have families. Mm -hmm. That's probably part of the reason we wanted to be in business in the first place was the freedom Mm -hmm. and then to be able to provide for our families better. But it's like the, if you don't take that time to work on your business, then you're going to like, you're going to have a hard time getting out of the truck. Right. Right. So you're just going to have to find time to work on your business, whether that's, you know, in the afternoons, after dinner or before dinner, Mm -hmm. if it's Saturday morning, Mm -hmm. Saturday sometimes, Sunday before church, Sunday after church, whatever, Mm -hmm. you got to find that time to like actually work on your business, like in the, in the beginning stages, Mm -hmm. because you have to work on it at some point. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if it's required of you to be out producing revenue, Mm -hmm. meaning you need you need money coming in. Like mm-hmm. I don't have enough money to not go out and actually work. Mm-hmm. Or I know I need to get marketing going or I need to get software sure. going or I need to buy more vehicles or whatever. And to do that, I need to go work. Well, by all means, go work as much as you can. Work eight hours a day mm-hmm. and then go work on your business nights, mornings, weekends, whatever. Mm-hmm. But make that part of like your habit. Just schedule it in your day. Right? Sure. And just know it's not going to last forever. It's right. it's like you're going to last for a very short amount of time. Yeah. And you'll get way more done just setting aside a little bit of time each day for it, right? Would you recommend like <coughs> when you set that time aside to be very specific with like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this task because mm-hmm. then I can complete this task that's going to push this forward? Maybe. I, I would do it by time in that instance just mm-hmm. because I would want to make sure that I mean, if you do have a family, you have a family, right? Sure, yeah. You can't yeah. just ignore them all the time. Yeah. So I would want to just set a set time. Yeah. And I would just tell like my wife, hey, I'm just, I got to work on the business and in it right now. It's only going to be a few months, right. maybe six months maximum. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just carve out a couple hours before we go to bed to just get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. And then that way you can say, okay, this other time, this is set aside for my family. Yeah, and then you can think, be real intentional there with your family, and that's going to make that extra little bit of time you're spending on your business not as big of yeah. a deal because you're actually being intentional with your family. Yeah, right. Which um, is something you probably haven't done. Yeah, in the past, so they'll appreciate it. Right. I think this is even like, um, let's see, this is like an important thing to think about too. Is just intentional time. Like, mm-hmm. let's just take a slight dog leg in the conversation to that intentional time with your family, mm-hmm. because realistically, I'm speaking from my own personal experience, mm-hmm. like. I look at my phone more than I should. Oh, yeah. And so, like, the time that I'm around my family isn't necessarily intentional with my family. Yep. And so that's one habit that I can change, and I can be like, okay, well, I'm just not going to be on my phone on Saturdays in the afternoon. During your time that's intentional with your family mm -hmm. and the time that you're supposed to be working on your business, Mm -hmm. just turn that stupid thing off. Yeah, and then just exist with your family. Yeah. Because here's the thing is some guys will be like, well, and myself included, right? Like, oh, I don't have time, right? And we always like to say, we've been pretty good about changing our language about that statement of, well, I don't have the time. We always say, well, I have have yet to make the time. I haven't made the time to do this. 
Which, guys, I think is a really important way to just structure your language. Because yeah. our language is going to inform our behavior. Yeah. So when I say, Jared, I haven't made time to do this task yet. Yeah. That's communicating to, to you that you're like, okay, cool. You haven't made time yet. You need to make time to do this. Like our favorite person always says, mm -hmm. you only have time for what you make time for. Yeah. Yep. I hated him for saying that for so long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah, because there's an excuse underlined in the, in the sentence, oh, I, I haven't had time yet. It's like, well, yeah. you haven't made time. So when it we're kind with of boils, our families. Kind of boils back to like Rob Durdick, right? Sure. He yeah. has made more time by having somebody else go put his Fiji water by yep. his coffee thing. You yep. can make more time by clicking off your phone and putting yes. it away. And so when you go to your wife and you're like, hey, I got to spend an extra hour or two on Saturday. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. When I'm with you and I'm with the kids, like I'm all in. Yep. Like I'm not going to be splitting this attention between mm -hmm. my phone and you guys. Yep. It's such an easy thing to do, and yep. it's like I think it's it's a habit that is mm, just toxic to your growth as a business owner yep. and as a father and all these things, right? Yeah, because we want to be with our kids and with our business so that we're actually getting stuff done. Because then we yeah. can just waste all that extra time away, and then it's even more discouraging. Yeah, and if you're just starting out, you should set like stern business hours mm, where sure. you do not take phone calls, text messages, emails outside of those business hours, mm -hmm. right? Maybe you could do your emails, but like if somebody's calling your phone and it's after business hours, unless it's you screwed something up today and mm -hmm. you got to go back and fix it, like don't answer that phone call. Mm -hmm. A customer can wait mm -hmm. um, just for the sake of your own sanity, right? right? They can wait. It's not going to be that big of a deal you may lose one or two customers over the course of your lifetime, maybe. Right. But most people will understand like, oh, he has business hours. Right. Right. You have to set your boundaries. Right. Somewhere. Or else you won't have any boundaries. And yeah, you'll, your life will be interfacing with your customers or whomever your life around the clock. Your life will be work. Yeah. And that's sure. it. It'll be yeah. nothing else. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's super important. Could you, Walk us through maybe just like a couple practical things that you can be working on in the early stages of your business, the middle stage, and perhaps the quote unquote end stage. Yeah, I mean, in, like in the end, you don't really need, even in the middle, you don't even need to work on your business after hours. It's really, sure. I think just in that very beginning stage, it's like, okay, you know, you're limited on time. You only have time for what you make time for. Right. You have to be out in the field producing revenue for your company. Mm -hmm. So that means during the day, you have to be out taking jobs, mm -hmm. doing work, billing the customer. And you need to do that until you get probably three guys out in the field. And then you can pull in and be the general manager. Like at that point in time, your business needs leadership, right? So they need mm -hmm. you to kind of play that role. Mm -hmm. But it's not necessarily a full-time role. right? So then you can use that time there to go to be the general manager and work on the business, mm -hmm. right? You're kind of playing dual roles there. Right. You are general manager and the owner, mm -hmm. and you can you have time to do both there, right? So it's really just in that beginning phase where you need to put in maybe some hours yeah. after work, before work, weekends, whatever, just to help you get to that next phase of business, right? So maybe like for the guys who are in that stage, because now they're going to be like, okay, well, I got to wake up early. And if they don't know what to work on, what should they be working on in that hour or two or three or however many they set aside to work on their business uh -huh. outside of just doing the work. Yeah. So, I mean, they can work on figuring out their pricing. Sure. Right. They can work on getting 
different marketing things going. Mm -hmm. They can work on making social media content for sure. their business. Um, they can work on, you know, getting their mm. name and logo rebranded. They can work on, you know, getting their price book built out. Sure, yeah. They can work on getting on Service Titan if they're at that point. Mm -hmm. um, like they can work, there's always stuff to work on, right? Yeah. They can work on getting a CSR hired, getting, you know, a job description for a CSR. Uh, they can work on getting, you know, a job description for a technician, or they can work on like figuring out how they're going to hire more technicians. Like you got to get more technicians. Mm -hmm. So what's the, like, how, what's the what, game plan? What's your plan? Mm -hmm. Um, you can work on getting more vehicles. Mm. You can get on. You can work on getting those vehicles wrapped. You can mm -hmm. work on buying more tools for those vehicles. You can work on finding a shop for your business. Mm -hmm. And some of that stuff's going to have to happen during the day. Sure, of course. But there's a lot of it that you can work on at nighttime. And you can even make a plan. Oh, tomorrow I need to address this issue. Yeah. So I know that I need to take two hours tomorrow to go and get that vehicle. Yep. Right. So you can block yourself off. I can't take a job then because I need yep. to do this. And one thing you can do as well is like with a lot of, you know, with a lot of those steps you're going to have to take and a lot of the communication that happens between you and somebody else, you can just tell them, hey, I want to communicate through email. Mm -hmm. And then just don't check your emails until it's email time. Yeah. And then go in and check your emails. Mm -hmm. And it will take you a little longer to communicate because they're likely going to email you and you're not going to see it till the end of the day. And then they're not going to see it till mm -hmm. the next day. And then you're not going to be able to respond to the following day, mm -hmm. but it'll save you so much headache when you're like actually out in the field trying to produce revenue. Right. Cause like at that point in time in that, those beginning stages, the number one thing holding you back is likely money, right? right. Most of us aren't sitting on a pile of money. Mm -hmm. If we were, we would just skip that whole stage, right? We just <laughs> yeah. go buy three vans, hire yeah. three guys, do some marketing, yeah. or throw some branding mm -hmm. at it. And, but bam, yeah, get we're to good. work, right? Yeah. But that would take like, you know, probably three, four hundred thousand dollars yeah. to get to that point. Yeah. Um, and most of us aren't sitting on three or four hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. So know, what should I do with this? Hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you need to go like be actively earning that money right. so that you can then go reinvest in your business. And you have to stay actively earning money until you have three guys out in the field mm -hmm. because that's how you're gonna generate like the the revenue that you generate personally for the business is the cheapest revenue. Yep. Because now you're not having to pay a tech and an owner, mm -hmm. like you're paying both of them and they're out, yep. <laughs> they're out generating revenue, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's just until that point, right? Yeah, cool. So that's helpful because it's not like a thing that you're always going to be have to be doing. It's a no. seasonal thing. Seasonal. But even just having this idea that like, because I think sometimes it's easy, as you said early in the conversation, to just wake up and go to work and not yeah. have this time like, okay, well, I'm there is no reason to expect anything to change in your business if you don't start altering your habits to support the change that you want to see. Yep. So you need to carve out time so that yep. even if you don't, you're not 100% sure of what to do next, just having that time to learn what to do next can be important. Yeah. Or to like, man, carve it. Like if you really don't know anything, then like carve out time and like read a book on business, read a book on leadership, read yep. a book on finance so that you can be like, oh, I'm learning new skills yep. that will help me get to the next stage of my business. Yep. So if it was me, I would start at night. I'd make sure that I'm going to go to bed on time mm. for whatever time I need to wake up. 
whether how many I, hours of sleep you get how many hours of sleep do you need right let's start there 15 like, how many hours of sleep do you need to to perform at your best the next day mm-hmm. and then make sure and block that off and say okay i gotta go to bed at this time and i gotta wake up at this time mm-hmm. right and that'll be dependent on are you going to do some work at night or are you going to try and do a little bit of work in the morning mm-hmm. what's your morning routine look like how much time does that take mm-hmm. um, but it starts with going to bed on time mm-hmm. right so then i would go okay i'm gonna sleep between this time and then I would go to the morning and I would encourage every single person who's in business to wake up with enough time mm. to have some time to yourself, mm-hmm. to have some time to, you know, if you want to exercise in the morning, I would exercise. If you want to exercise in the afternoon, that's fine. Just make sure you block it off. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you actually do it. Make sure you actually do it, right? But I would like that morning time is so incredibly important. So if you could just wake up in the morning, let's say you got to be to work at your first job at eight o'clock. If you could just wake up at 6 a.m. and give yourself like one hour Mm. to either read a book Mm -hmm. that you're trying to learn some information about, um, read the Bible if you're into that sort of thing, and then have a journal. And in that journal, I would... Number one, write one thing that I'm thankful for, Mm. because when you're going through your business and it's hard and you're like, I don't know if this is going to work, if you can keep, you know, thankfulness top of mind, like typically you're so involved in your business that it's, that that's like your whole world, right? Mm -hmm. And so it seems like your whole world is caving in. And if you can just stop and be like, you know what? I'm actually just thankful that I woke up this morning. Sure. Or I'm actually, I'm thankful that I have such a great wife, yeah. right? And opportunities that I have a business, yeah. that I have these skills. That yeah. I'm, that I'm actually like working on this and growing on it. Yeah. Like that'll just reset your mind, like right at the beginning of the day, like, dang, today's a new day. I yeah. can conquer the day. Yeah. And I've already got so much, right? Yeah. I've I already mean, been blessed so much. I mean, being thankful is such a powerful tool because it guards against bitterness. It guards against entitlement. Yeah. And like when you begin to lean into your business culture, like having a culture that revolves around gratitude and thankfulness mm-hmm. just makes a better experience. Yeah. Like I was always so intentional and still am to just be like, hey man, like thanks for what you do. But like yeah. genuinely appreciate it. Like, no, I really appreciate what you do. Yep. Like it's without you, I we wouldn't be able to do this stuff. Yeah. But when you when I that know, turns into I don't your, know if I do that or not. Um, well, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Uh-oh. but like when that turns into the culture, because like, you know, when I was working at the airline service, like I was very pleased and thank you orientated because it made sense to me, but everybody else became very pleased and, and thank you orientated. Oriented. Oriented. Oriented, thank you. I don't, I don't, yeah, potato, you're potato, probably right. Potato, potato. I don't know. <laughs> Comment below. Um, but what happens is <laughs> then like the communication is just smoother when it's like, yeah. hey, could you please do this? Hey, thanks. And then the more genuine you are about it, it just yeah. transfers. But I think that starts with actually being thankful yourself yep. and recognizing the benefits. Yeah. Because work can suck sometimes. Yep. And so I've been in the stage where I'm like, dude, it sucks. Like in Alaska, it's 35 below out. <laughs> Things are breaking. People are mad. Like this is the worst ever. Yep. And then for me to just be like, I mean, from my perspective, you know, like as a Christian, be like, Lord, thank you. I mean, thank you that it sucks today. Yeah. Because I am learning how to be thankful even when it's lame. And that is a skill that like if you can practice that skill, then that's a very powerful tool in your toolkit yep. for you to be able to be thankful when things are not really going your way or when it gets hard. I agree. It's a great way to start your day. Yeah. Yeah. So then in that same journal, the next thing I would do would be 
just to take some time to think about your business, mm. right? And just think about like, okay, what's like, where am I going with this thing? Like write down like, I know when I was growing, I wrote down like my goals. Mm. Like I want to make a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Or I wrote down prospector plumbing makes me a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Wrote down every single day. Um, so I would write down some of those things, but then I would also take some time just to think about, okay, how am I going to get to these goals? And what what are the things that I need to be working on in order to get to these goals, right? The first time it might be a little more difficult and you might be working on the same thing for like a month, which is right. totally fine. And you can write the same thing mm-hmm. every single day for a month mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Um, but to identify those things, I would look at my business and go, okay, what's my biggest constraint in my business? What's sure. stopping me from moving forward to the next step, mm-hmm. right? Or even just what are the steps that I need to take? Right, yeah. Like, okay, in order for me to get there, I need to hire another technician. Okay, what's holding me back from Mm -hmm. hiring another technician, right? What's the one thing that I can work on today Mm -hmm. that will get me closer to hiring another technician? Mm -hmm. And that will just allow you to start your day out with a good overview picture of where your business is, where you want to go, what you're thankful for, and the one thing that you got to work on today, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If it's cash, you're like, cool, I just need to go out today and just earn as much cash as I possibly can. Sure, yeah, now you're orientated. Oriented. Orientated. Now you're directionally (laughs) fixated where you need to go. Yes, and I think that will just, like if if I would have done that, it would have saved me so much thought power throughout the day, right? Yeah, Yeah, because it's important that we direct our attention properly. Yeah. Because like our attention is then going to be where we go. And that if we're, if we're ever, our attention is scattered because our brains aren't collected. Like yep. we just wake up, we just get into work. We're all just all over the place. Yeah. You're just going to waste a lot of time and resources. Yep. And that means you're not going to accomplish as much, which means you're not going to feel as good about where you're at. Yep. And that's just going to put you in the spiral of, well, worst case despair. You'll just be wishing that you were there faster. Right? Yeah. Because I do sure. this I do this all the time. Yes. I'm like Yeah, sure. I'm like, God, I just wanna like because I can see the mm. I can see the vision in my head, right? Mm-hmm. And I still write these things down of like where I want to be every mm-hmm. day. I'm like, man, I wanna get there like now. Yeah, it'd be sure nice to have that right now. But it's so helpful for me. I still do this to yeah. this day. I didn't do this back then. I didn't start doing this until much later in my business. Mm-hmm. And I wish I'd done it in the beginning because it would have mm-hmm. been awesome. Um but still to this day, now I go in every single morning and I'm like, okay, what am I working on? Like, where are we going? What's the biggest constraint? What can we do to solve this constraint? What do I need to do today mm-hmm. to move us forward in that direction? Mm-hmm. And that just helps me go, okay, today I got to get this one thing done. Sure. And if you can get that one thing done just every single day for an entire year, mm-hmm. you move exponentially further ahead yeah. than if you were, you know, all over the place. Yeah, and then as a business owner, you start to build the skill of setting a task and accomplishing it. Yeah. Because as a business owner, as I've talked to you, it's like you can have so many things to do that you can sort of make progress on all the things and yeah. never accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And then then you then you know it too, right? You're like, man, I don't think I did anything today. It's like, yeah, because you, well, you worked on everything, but yeah. you should prioritize certain things so that then you can, yeah. okay, I did it. It's done. It's a, What's next? It's especially going to help the people when they get the three trucks in the field and then they move into the general manager yeah, position. Sure. You have this weird, awkward time where 
you go from being able to do work all day to now you're working in an office. Mm -hmm. You've experienced mm -hmm. this. And there's just always a gazillion things to do. Yeah. And so you don't, mm -hmm. and so you, if you're not purposeful on the things you do do, then you won't get the, the purposeful things done. You won't get those yeah. things done that are going to move you to the next step, right? Yeah. Because um, there's always, there will always be emails to answer. There will always be mm. somebody you had a call or there will always be somebody you got to wire money to or right. always yeah, be yeah. this technician that needs tasks. help or mm -hmm. whatever. So if you can identify those things before you get to work and then go to work and be like, I, I'm not checking my email or doing anything else until this is done. Because mm -hmm. if this doesn't get done, I don't progress, right? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, because early on in the conversation, we were talking about um, not being reactive. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes you just have to react because things happen. You don't have control of it. Boom, you react, you pivot, whatever you got to do. Yeah. But getting to the point where you can actually create a strategic plan and then execute on that plan, yep. now you've suddenly become an even different style of business owner. Yeah. Because then you said, okay, here's the lay of the land. We need to execute on these things. How do we execute and in which order do we do that? Yep. And in your plumbing business, what's cool is it's like, there is a way to do it. It's just knowing that way and then planning on the execution in those times in the morning. And then eventually when you're the general manager position to be like, okay, we got to execute on these steps to get me to the next part. Yep. My input of time can be directed in this task until we're done. Yep. Exactly. And then like when you start getting, once you start moving past there and you start getting into like, you've hired a general manager, now you can start thinking about, and this is kind of where I'm at today is like, I see these tasks or these, these steps that need to happen and you can sit there and you can identify who's going to like, should I, mm -hmm. should I do this task right? or should I delegate this to somebody else or does this thing that I'm thinking about really even need to get done, right? Yeah. Is it even really something I should be worrying about right now? Is this just that thing that I like that's actually not helpful? Right. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so like I remember when I hired my general manager and the business was messy, right? Mm. Because we grew so fast, mm -hmm. um, which I think is the way you should do it personally, because if I would have tried to control the mess, I would have put these systems mm -hmm. in place to control the mess that I would have just ended up having to change anyways because they wouldn't make sense at a further scale, right? Yeah. yeah. So we, it, uh, like I would go create mess and then clean up the mess. Create yeah. mess, clean up the mess, yeah. right? Um, and so I was going back and cleaning up the mess and I was finding myself in this situation where it's like, okay, I got like a gazillion things to do. Mm. And so I would write a list of all the things I needed to do and then I would, I would go say, okay, I actually put in a spreadsheet at this point. And I would say, because I was starting to get comfortable with spreadsheets, mm -hmm, get mm -hmm. more used to the computer. And I would create checklists of like, am I going to, am I going to do this? Am I going to delegate this to somebody else? Mm -hmm. If so, who am I going to have do it? Mm -hmm. And then do I actually even need to do this? Right. Or can I automate this? Right. Like, can this thing be automated in some way, shape, or form? Mm -hmm. So you need to start asking yourself those questions right. at some point in time. Because mm -hmm. you'll have like, okay, I need to move forward in this step, but now you have, it's not just you, you have some resources and you, right. you likely have a couple CSRs, a general manager, mm -hmm. and all those people can kind of help you do things in your business, right? Yeah. You can leverage their time to yeah. accomplish the goals. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's what you're in business doing. You're leveraging mm -hmm. other people's time, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. Yep. I mean, it goes back to the Rob Deirdrick example that for him, it's valuable to have somebody set up his coffee maker. Yeah. Set his two bottles of Fiji water there. Mm-hmm. So all he's got to do is pour it in and press start. Yep. He looked at it and he ran through that same matrix like, yeah, I definitely need this, but I'm not doing that. I, I wonder do why they don't just pour the water in the coffee pot. Because it might get stale, you know, when you Maybe. open that bottle. I don't know. <laughs> you better comment. He wants it fresh. Yeah, very fresh. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. I like fresh coffee. Yeah, me too. I like fresh more than not fresh. I think that goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> when I... Uh, I like my steak not fresh. Yeah, I like it old and gross. When, uh, when, <coughs> when I was living... When I was young, I was living with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> what we do is we would we'd make a pot of coffee, mm-hmm. and then instead of making a new pot of coffee because we're trying to save money, you know, mm-hmm. trying to be very conservative, we take that whatever we didn't drink and we uh-huh. just run it through the old grounds again. Oh, and then we just drink that second no, coffee. That's yeah. so gross. Dude, it was savage. That's nasty. <laughs> but we're like, whoa, this is sufficient. This is saving money. <laughs> doop, doop, doop. And then would you, you add do- a little bit of fresh grinds? No, man. We would just, just li- literally go like, oh, because we'd brew like whole pots. Yep. And then it'd be like, oh, man, oh, well, I'll just make a new pot. I would take the pot out, and then I would pop the back open, pour it in there, put the now empty pot in the place, close the lid, fire that sucker up. Just wow. second ground through, and it's way, It's like you're taking coffee from yesterday, putting it through grounds from yesterday to drink you the result. pour the coffee in the water section. Of the <laughs> That's so gross, dude. And then run it through the old grounds and then uh, put a bunch of hazelnut-flavored creamer in it and then go start up the car and leave, go to work. Carve out a little hole so you could see because it's super cold. Yeah. No, thanks. Take a piece of cake. That <laughs> oh, for gosh, breakfast. dude. Yeah, Brennan, you take a piece of cake. Is, yeah. No fun, way. Fun time to be alive. I wouldn't be able to survive. Yeah, I know. Um... Okay, so like you can do all those things. That's going to help your brain space a lot. Yeah. Number one, you're going to be getting a lot of sleep or enough sleep yep. to where you can actually function. And I would say guard that sleep. Oh, yeah. Because everything is going to want to take that sleep. No, you have to guard all of this. True. Like you have to guard it with your life. Yeah. Right? Sure. Because if you could just do those few simple things, it's going to mm-hmm. set you up for a lot of success. And it's going to like, again, we're talking about building habits so habits. that when things go screwy, your baseline is these habits. Yes. Because that's what you want. Yes. Like, like you want to go on vacation and be like, I can't wait to get back to my habits. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? this is weird not doing those things. Yes. Like, I don't yeah. even like going on vacation now because I like my routine so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because you talk it's about like, that. I've done it for so long. I've done a form of my routine for so long that I'm yeah. like, I don't want to go on vacation because I just, yeah. whenever I'm on vacation, I'm like, I want my routine back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and the other image is like, think about how guys like, train for the military right Uh it's like they train so that when they're under stress they do a particular thing there isn't this thing where you're like suddenly i'm under stress and i'm just gonna be really good at like fighting it's like this the same principle like when you're under stress in your business you're not just gonna be like i'm expert business owner i will just make good choices right you're gonna go revert to whatever habits that you're comfortable with right so it's about building mm, comfortability with these new level habits yes okay We've got sleep covered. We've got your mindset getting in the right place in the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, figuring out what those things are that you need to work on to move your business forward, setting aside the time for those things. But then you also need to be eating properly throughout mm-hmm. the day. Sure. And this is probably this is a tough one. Like if you're married, it's probably easier. Hopefully, your wife makes you food, makes you lunch. Hopefully, maybe you can talk to her if she doesn't. 
She can listen to the podcast. Yeah. Tell her Jared said, you got to make me lunch. Sorry, Jared said. I mean, that's that's why I got married in the first place, right? Um, <clears throat> no, but some wives work, so. Yeah. And I there's get kids it. and there's tough. a dance, there's right? Kids, there's, there's a dance. There's a dance that needs to happen. But if you can be diligent about making food that's just whole wholesome food. Yeah. If you can just eat wholesome food and then pre-plan like what you're going to eat the next day and not go to McDonald's and not stop at the gas station and not put junk in your body, mm-hmm. then you're going to be able to be way more effective when you're at work, right? Mm-hmm. So the way we did this when I was in that situation is we would make really big dinners mm. so that we could just eat leftovers the next day. Right. And so like I would wake up in the morning. I don't know what I ate for breakfast back then. Probably eat eggs or something. Make myself some eggs before I went to work. Now I just eat whole like Greek yogurt. Is that what I eat? Yeah, plain yep. Greek yogurt with a little bit of granola in it and some honey. Um, that's a pretty decent breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then you can eat leftovers for lunch. And then all you have to do is make that one meal. Right. And my wife was really good about just like she would go to the grocery store and just buy a bunch of meat. So mm-hmm. she'd buy a bunch of chicken, a bunch of beef, really just chicken and beef, sometimes ground turkey. Sure. And we would typically make like a meal that was like, rice, vegetables, and meat, (laughs) and that was it. Yeah. And so you'd be eating rice, vegetables, and meat for dinner, and then you'd wake up and have eggs or Greek yogurt or Mm -hmm. whatever, and then you can eat leftovers for lunch. Mm -hmm. And in that that way, it's not a super big headache. It's relatively easy to cook, and you're eating healthy, right? right? I think what's funny is most guys probably just would love to just have meat and vegetables all the time. It's so yeah. I'm, I get tired I'm that of way. it. I I like just having the same stuff all the time. I just want like Mexican food, yeah, all, or Thai food. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, but yeah. But the point is, is like you, like you. It's funny because it's just like how much that we don't do that step because it's so Dude. convenient to eat crappy. Yeah. And like, there's always a calculation. Like, okay, well, if I don't make all this food, I can sleep longer because I'm tired. Yeah. But then that goes back to you're not sleeping enough in the first place. So yep. fix that issue. Yeah, and if it's like I don't have time to go to the grocery store and make all that happen, make time for it. Yeah, make it part of your routine. Yeah, or Instacart that crap. Yeah, because or like whatever. Because even as you're building this business, if you build this business and at the end of it, you're like, your life sucks because you're unhealthy. You're not yeah. eating well. You're super stressed out. You don't have any routine. Like your family is distant to you. You're coping with all these other things. Yep. Like then, what's the point of the whole thing, right? And it's gonna be way harder to grow the business. Yeah, so it's like like you need every advantage that you can give yourself. So give yourself every advantage, and the thing that keeps you from doing that is really just you actually doing it. Yep. Yeah, just make it a habit, just like the rest of the stuff we talked about. Just mm-hmm. make that a habit yep. of your everyday routine. Okay, I'm gonna eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe have a cheat night. Like we always mm-hmm. did. Friday night was family night, so we'd have a cheat night. Yeah, we'd all go to the store together. We'd all get whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. I'd usually get frozen pizza and mm-hmm. ice cream, and that was our cheat night, right? Mm-hmm. And we'd go home and watch movies for family night. It's actually way nicer because, like, I've been I've been eating a lot less sugar, like, kind of intentionally, mm-hmm. eh, probably pretty intentionally. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when it comes to, like, Sunday, like, at church, we have coffee hour, and there's usually just, like, nothing healthy there. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm going to have some donuts. But since I haven't been like eating donuts the whole week, I'm like, what oh, are you yeah, talking cool. about? You brought me donuts the other day. Well, whenever I'm in town, like, it's I'll like bring Wednesday. You. <laughs> yeah, it's different. Like, hey, you, I went to the DMV, the donut shop's right there. What am I going to do? Not go to the donut shop? Uh, never no. Know. Yeah. 
the yeah. Po- but the point is, is like when you abstain from these things, yep. then when you do have that time, you're like, oh, I'm going to eat these things. It's yeah. not like a real, It's again, it's a deviation from the pattern. Your baseline yeah. is still health. Yeah. And then there's this exception. Yeah, and if you, if you don't have kids or maybe you're not married, you're a single dude, I would order pre-made meals. Sure. That's what I would do. Yeah. I've been ordering my breakfast and lunch. Comes to me every Saturday morning. It's pre-packaged, never frozen. Throw it in my fridge. It's all organic, no sugar, gluten-free. Mm. 140 bucks a week, you can have your breakfast and lunch mm. just ready for you. And then, like, you could do 200 bucks a week, and then you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. All just ready. Mm-hmm. Just grab them, chuck them in the microwave or in the oven or whatever, mm. warm it up, and bam, boom, bam. Yep. If I was a single dude, that's what I would do. Yeah. Then your budget is really consistent with how much you're spending, and then you know yep. you're getting the nutrition. You don't, you don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't mm. have to cook anything. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about optimizing your time. Yeah, sure. That's that's how I would go. Wow, what a world to live in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how I live right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm thinking about that. I'm like, man, that makes a lot of sense, you know? It's pretty cool. I still eat yogurt sure. for breakfast, and then I because they're only 500-calorie meals. Yeah. So I'll eat yogurt, which is a quick meal. Yeah. Just put some yogurt and granola yeah. and honey in a bowl and really mix it together, easy. right? Yep. Um, and then and that's a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. And then I'll eat like I'll eat like breakfast like an hour later, and then yeah. I'll eat lunch. Yeah. And then whatever gets made for dinner, I'll eat dinner. Yep. Yeah. But the point is, is it's healthy stuff. Be, yeah. You got to eat healthy. Yeah. If you like, I mean, honestly, guys, like everybody listen to this, like you have to like this. There's no exception to this rule. The thing is, you're going to put all that time and energy and attention into building your plumbing business so that you can have freedom to go do what you want to do and the money to go do what you want to do. But if you get there and you're all fat and ugly and unhealthy <laughs> and you can't even get off the couch. Yeah. like, Or your body hurts because you just physically can't keep up with the work yeah. at the level that you want to. Yeah, number one, it's going to be way harder to grow your business. Number two, you're going to get to the point where you grew your business and you're going to be, you're going to have to like go put in a bunch more work yeah. and then develop the habits then. Mm-hmm. So like why not develop them now and then you get the benefit of it makes it actually easier mm-hmm. to do what you want to do. Yeah, and let me reframe it this way too. It's like, why not use this opportunity of building a business to like actually make you do the things you know you should be doing anyway? Yeah. Like a lot of times we don't go to the gym enough or we don't eat healthy because we don't have a reason to other than, well, I guess I'll just be healthy. But if your reason is, no, I want this business to be successful fast and I want to apply myself, be like, well, if I have to do that, I just have to like take care of myself. Yeah. So I got to eat healthy and I got to come up with, I got to sleep more. Yeah. So I can, you're hitting all, many birds are dying with just one stone. For somebody who doesn't eat healthy right now and doesn't get enough sleep right now and doesn't exercise at all, if they make those three changes, more sleep, eat whole wholesome foods, mm-hmm. meat, veggies, rice, whatever, cut out just junk food in general. Yeah, just cut out processed junk food. Yeah. And then- spend some time working on your mindset and exercise just a little bit, mm-hmm. dude, you're going to be a whole new person mentally. Yeah. Like you don't even know the difference it'll make in your life. Sure. Yeah. It, you don't, yeah. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, that'd be crazy. <clears throat> so do those things, make those habits, stick with them long enough, be disciplined long enough yeah. to make it be a habit in your life. I kind of think that you know that you, 
okay, this is just my theory that I'm just thinking of right now. Because everyone's gonna be like, well, how long do I gotta stick with it? And I would say, like, stick with it until, like, you'll know because it'll feel weird to not do it. Mm -hmm. That's how you know I think you finally cemented it as part of your identity. There's probably some statistics on, like, how long it takes to create a habit. Yeah, and I'm sure there are, but I think it's also, like, it's helpful to know that. But for me, even knowing that, like, well, I just got to do this seven times or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's helpful to know that there's an emotional anchor that I feel, Mm -hmm. that I feel uneasy if I don't do the thing. Yeah. Because for me, it always translates into I'm missing out on an opportunity. Yep. And I hate missing out on any opportunities. I'm like, yep. crap, I missed out on an opportunity to get strong today. Yep. Great. Now I have to double down tomorrow. Like, that's how my brain thinks. Yeah. Cool. So is that, are we at point one? <laughs> that was point one. Nice. Um, number two that I see a lot of business owners make or new business owners or people trying to grow their plumbing business is that they overthink mm. the little details, Right in the very beginning. Now, do you need to start thinking about these details at some point in time? Yes. But when you're growing your business, like I'll give you this one example. Your The way your CSRs answer the phone and book the calls and handle all of their CSR duties is extremely important, mm-hmm. right? You're paying for these leads, you're getting them into your business and if you if they mishandle that call, you're likely losing leads, right? Mm-hmm. Super important. Now, the less leads you're getting in your business, the less important that is. Right. Because it's just if you've got 10 leads and you drop 10%, you're only missing one. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a thousand leads and you drop 10%, you're missing out on a hundred. That's right. a way bigger difference, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think like a lot of people, they'll they'll like listen to this podcast or they'll go Mm. watch Tommy Mello give a talk and they're like, you got to be nailing down your CSR department. You got to be hitting, you know, this booking rate and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. which he's not wrong. Sure. But there's a time and a place for that. Right. And so you need to recognize in your business like when there's a time and place for that. Right. right? And it kind of boils down to like, spending that time in the morning and thinking about your business, like that'll help out, help you out a lot because you're going to go, do I really need to worry about this right now? Yeah. Probably not. This other thing is probably more important. Yeah. It's going to solve my biggest pain point right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably wait to work on that. But what a lot of people do is just go chase all mm-hmm. these things, you know, mm-hmm. and it'll stop them from doing the things that they actually need to be working on. Yeah. And it'll just stress them out. Sure. Like the like the whole time you're growing your business, you're gonna think that the whole thing's gonna explode any day now. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a guy yesterday and he's like, you know, he had to get rid of a technician because he was just doing dumb stuff mm-hmm. and which put him back in the van. And then he just hired CSR and he's onboarding with Service Titan. And mm-hmm. he was Man, like, Man, everything's happening. And he was like, I don't know if I want to hire another guy because I just got so much going on and I feel like the whole thing's gonna just explode or implode, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to business. <laughs> yeah, welcome to like the next couple of years of your life. Like yeah. it's going to be really yeah. scary and unfamiliar yeah. until you get familiar with it. Yeah, do you think that like making a million, your plumbing business making a million dollars is just going to be like a simple walk in the park the whole way? It's just yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it can definitely be easier than some people make it. That's sure, for sure. Yeah, of course. But you, it's a... 
like you you're building this system of the way just things working mm-hmm. like just that simple system of like you doing advertising mm-hmm. a customer calling your business because of your advertising mm-hmm. your csr booking the job on a schedule and then your technician going oh i got a job and going and doing the job <laughs> and billing it out right. and then money going into your bank account mm-hmm. right and then it starts over that you take that money mm-hmm. do some marketing <laughs> and you start the system over again right mm-hmm. If you haven't done that a lot, then that system is like uncomfortable, sure. right? Because you haven't done it. But the more you just see that work, it's like, I'm going to call it like a process. Should we call it a process? We could call it a system. The more you see the process work, right? Yeah. Like you you put this process in place and it's like, is this going to work? Right. Is this really going to work? Because as soon as like something happens, like mm. you got to lay off tech and now you're out in the field or... Sure. Your CSR drops a call because she said something stupid, mm-hmm. or you got a customer that left you a one-star review for some mm-hmm. dumb reason. Like you start to question the process mm-hmm. because you haven't seen it work enough to know. Sure. You don't have the confidence in it that it's just gonna continue to work. Yeah, right? you don't and you don't have the broader context to determine was this the process's fault or was this just the thing that happened? Yeah, and I think mo- like I would say most guys aren't even asking themselves that question. Sure. Is this something that I need to fix in the process or is this just a byproduct of doing business? Yeah. Because right? that takes the ability for you to turn on your business owner brain to like, especially if like, if you're in this position where, the, you know, the guy's back in the field, there's a lot of stress. And to be oh, able yeah. to like calmly look around and then like step back a little bit mentally and be like, okay, what is really the problem here? And where should I direct my attention? And that's where like pulling back in those morning times and writing down your journal is super crucial important because you can take the time to be like, okay, let me look at my business not from inside it, Mm -hmm. but let's look at this like bird's eye view. Just imagine your business Mm -hmm. and you're just looking at all the different pieces Mm -hmm. and how they all fit together and you need to make it work better, right? right? So what what do I need to do to make it work better? If you're not, like for this guy that we we're talking about, like all of a sudden now he, he lost a guy, so he jumped back in the van mm-hmm. and he's just very much just like in the weeds of his business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so his ability to think on it was, it was tough. Yeah. And I get it, it's super hard. Like yeah. he's probably out there, you know, swapping a water heater, taking a call from his mm-hmm. CSR, wondering what to do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Service He's, Titan is, you know, has an email waiting, yeah, whatever. I, you need to be on the Zoom call in two yeah. hours. Oh, but I got to finish this water heater. And, uh, and he just hired a CSR, so his guys are still used to calling him. So he's still yeah, getting phone like calls. crazy point, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And so for him to take a minute during the day and think about his business would be really, really tough, right? Yeah. So to do that in the morning and determine those things... It's going to set you up way better. Yeah. Um, but it's like like worrying about details, worrying about little things that you probably don't need to worry about. Yeah. Like for that guy in that situation, if his CSR was dropping one out of 10 calls and he's only getting like 20 calls a week, so they're missing eight calls a month, but they're handling, you know, that's a lot of math. You're handling... A lot of them, um, <laughs> 140 some, mm-hmm. we'll call it 100, no, it'd be 136. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bam. Mm-hmm. 136 calls Math a month time. and you're dropping a few of them. It's probably not that big of a deal. He's probably got like, there's probably other fish in the pan. Right? Yeah. For him, it'd be like, I need to get another tech. 
Yeah. Because I need exactly. to produce enough revenue out there so that I can not go back to what he was doing before and actually play general manager, business owner, and start wrapping all this up so mm-hmm. I can grow more. Right. Mm-hmm. That'd be a better use of his time. Mm. But for him to think about that, tough. So he's so rather than him worrying about weird little things, because yeah. like imagine if there's always like there's all. No matter where you're at in your business, there's a thousand things you could go fix, right? Yeah. And if you're going to put your attention on all of them, sure. you're going to feel stressed out, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, like it's going to implode, it's going to explode at any minute. You're going to accomplish nothing because you're just like lightly fixing everything, sort of. Well, yes, exactly. It's like in this guy's situation, like what he wanted to do was like, okay, I'm just going to like chill out here for a minute and start buttoning some stuff up before I keep pushing mm. forward. And sort of the thinking is that like, I've seen the mistakes I've made. Mm-hmm. I'm going to chill out and sort of fix those mistakes, maybe mm-hmm. develop a couple systems to make sure they don't happen again. And then I'm going to move forward. Is that sort of like the idea Yeah, that he was, that he had? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I would just keep pushing forward. Um, and I would do everything I could to, and, and what it was is he was thinking about not replacing that technician, yeah. right? I'm like, you got to work for him, replace him, like, yeah. put somebody else yeah, in you there. You got to work for him like right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I would definitely get a new guy in there, get that going, and then I would go back to what I was doing. Mm. It's like for like for him, that would be the most important task at hand. Yeah, getting another guy to fill those shoes so that he doesn't have to fill those shoes, mm-hmm. so that he can then go work on the things that he actually needs to work on, right? right? But instead, he was focused on all this other little stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I know I've done this. Sometimes like those little tasks, those are just distracting me from the hard thing that I know I need to do, but I might not want <laughs> yeah, to do. Exactly. Like, so when I worked at the air service, there would be conversations I needed to have with my coworkers that might have been you know, hard conversations to have, whether regarding performance or issues. And I would then distract myself with these other tasks so I didn't have to go do the hard stuff. And yeah, those tasks were like kind of cool. Sometimes I totally just made them up just to be like, well, I should probably do all computer work today Yep. just because I didn't want to go deal with this. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I well, the, what's silly about it is I still had to deal with it. And it's usually not that bad when I did do it. But it's like we can distract ourselves yep. to not do the hard thing. So even in this situation that you're talking about, like, yeah, it's probably a lot of work and a lot of like brain power to go and hire another guy yeah you just had an emotional moment where you're like dude i had to let this guy go that yep. that sucks yep that's always emotional it's never fun um even if it's completely justified and so then to go now i just have to go right back into that same like headspace and find a person interview them run through this hard process to then potentially be let down again so it's easy to be like you know what i'm just gonna let myself breathe a little bit but that's where you having that time to pull back and be like dude are you just really letting yourself breathe Yep. Or is that just a hard thing that you really don't want to do right now? Because yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah. If you're staring down the gun and there's hard stuff, like if there's stuff that you just don't want to do, it's probably the thing you need to be, do the most, Dude. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember like, I remember I was on this job and in we were putting new boilers in this building. Bigger boilers, they had to upsize the stack or maybe they had to downsize it. I don't remember. Different kind of boiler. I think they had to downsize it. And they were like, the general contractor, we'd been waiting on them for weeks to get this new stack in so that we could get the boilers fired and and running, right? And he'd been avoiding it and avoiding it and avoiding (laughs) it. And he kept being like, man, I really don't want to do this. It's going to be such a pain in the ass. And then he finally is like, okay, today we're doing the stack. And then like two hours later, he had the stack in. And he came to me and he's like, dude, I've been avoiding this for like, (laughs) 
months I've been just dreading this, and then I got it done in two hours. Mm. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny how that works, isn't it? And yeah. He's like, yeah, usually the things that I'm dreading the most are the things that should probably just get done, and they're usually not as bad as I think they yeah. are. And it's the things that I think are going to be really easy that end up taking all of my time. Mm. And usually those things that are really easy, I probably didn't even need to work on in the right. first place, right? right? So yeah, I think there's a lot of validity in going, okay, what's the thing I'm avoiding doing? Yeah. And then going, I should probably work on that thing because I'm yeah. probably avoiding it for a reason. Yeah. Right? And then what's cool is like, once you do the thing, you then go, you have a category in your mind like, oh, that particular task actually wasn't that bad. So like, like so for me, like creating videos for training for like anybody in our organization, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is such a pain. I got to like go make a video. I got to like talk about it. Mm -hmm. But then like once I do it, I'm like, oh, wow, that took 10 minutes. Like it literally took <laughs> 10 minutes. I just talked about stuff and then like went through a thing. I'm like, okay, done. Put it on a spreadsheet. Say the guy, hey, here's the thing. And you're like, that's the thing that I was like dragging my feet on. Usually what happens to me is I go make it and then I get into it and I'm like, wait, I don't even know how to do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I got to figure out how to do it first. Yeah. And so I I have one video that's like me going, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I, I actually had to reshoot a video because I was like, all right, let me get into this thing. And I started talking. I'm like, wait, why is that? And I started to think about it. I was like, hold on, I'm just going to remake this. Give me a second. Yep. And like remade it and like, oh, this is actually how and why you do this thing. Yeah. But even still. like then everybody like, thinks you're really smart because they're like, man, this guy knows a lot of stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, they should have seen the first three videos. You <laughs> said. But like even at the end of that, it feels it feels daunting. Yep. But then you get through it and you're like, oh, that was really easy. And now the next time I know, I'm like, oh, I got to shoot a video for this and make a thing. I'll just go do it. That's how growing your plumbing business is. Mm. It looks it and feels daunting and intimidating and impossible and it feels like that guy with that stack for that boiler mm -hmm. times a thousand right <laughs> yeah but the the reality is is this it really isn't that bad yeah if you can just be like you know what i'm gonna actually get to work on this yeah and stay committed to it you'll be surprised at how quickly you can put it together mm -hmm. how fast you can start making money how much money you can make and like how how well the just the system works mm -hmm. right that just that system that i talked about earlier like oh i just spend money on marketing mm -hmm. and i get phone calls my csrs turn them into jobs mm -hmm. and jobs turn into a guy going to somebody's house mm -hmm. and billing them money and money in my bank account like it's it's that simple right yeah mm -hmm. there is always optimizing you can do you can always make it better there's lots of little tweaks you can do um, and I think people who talk on the internet and people like us who mm -hmm. we got to spend two hours a week filming a podcast. Mm -hmm. So we try to dive real deep into some of these topics. Mm -hmm. You can go watch all those and think there's all this crazy stuff to building a plumbing business. Mm -hmm. But the reality is like, it's just like the basic system, yeah. super simple to put together. You can do it relatively quick and you can mm -hmm. start making money fast. Mm -hmm. And then once you watch that system work, it's you like faith in it. you start to have faith in it, mm -hmm. right? And I'm really just getting to this point of, I've probably been there like the last six months where mm. I actually, I'm still surprised to this day at how well it works, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Because sure. it is a relatively simple system and it's something that I put together. Sure. And I'm not the smartest, most qualified yeah. person in the world, 
and I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't have a, like, it wasn't like this thing that was premeditated and right. I had this master plan yeah, and yeah. I executed you, you, it. You mapped it out in your morning routine to the T and no, strategically I was just like it. going and being like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. we got to fix this. Yeah. Oh, crap. There's this thing I got to put in place, right? Mm -hmm. Um I got a problem. Maybe there's a solution for this. Oh, there is. It's this. Okay, right. I guess I got to figure that one out. Exactly. And it didn't take that long. Yeah. Right. Really didn't. It took. It went really fast. Um, and I don't remember where I was going with this, but it's that's right. I'm just not having faith in it. Like two and a half years in mm -hmm. was the first point I was like, it's funny because I say this all the time. There's those times in your business where you shouldn't relax, where you feel like you can for a second. You're like, yeah, it's working. I did it. But then literally like the next day, you're like, it's all going to implode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, you have a, a shift and you're like, wait a second, actually it could go away. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Something happens and you're right. like, this is all going to go to hell. My yeah, whole business yeah. is going to fail I'm and screwed. I'm screwed. Yeah. And then the next day you're like, whew, this is working, right? <laughs> it's an emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. But as you as it goes, so it you know it took me about like two and a half years, and I'm like, dang, this is like working. Yeah, and I, and I say that more often than not now. I'm like, yeah. I look at like, I'll I'll have my meeting with my general manager at the mm -hmm. end of the week, and I'm like, dang, it's working again. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this is weird, dude. It's just it's just like it's just going. Your general manager's probably like, yeah. Because he's in the day to day, so yeah. he's like, "Yeah, Jared." He's like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, I'm freaking pushing on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's, yeah. Like it's working because I'm doing no, all thanks, the damn work. No, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, you're just over there in no. Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think he's saying that. No, he's not saying it. Yeah, I think he's pretty happy with uh, yeah having a cool job, making good money. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you start to gain that confidence in it. And it it still blows my mind how well it works mm -hmm. because it it is a relatively simple system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've done a lot of tweaking on it. We still continue to tweak it, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's still it's a pretty simple system. Yeah, right. And really, the obstacle is like, how well can you implement the system? Yeah, and even I like you don't even have to do it that well. Sure, right. And it's it'll work. Maybe how consistently can you? Mm, if you can just get people to call you that want their plumbing fixed mm, sure. and then you can just book the job and send somebody there mm -hmm. and that person can be polite to the other person <laughs> and like give them prices and yeah. solutions to their problems and your price to get enough money back so that you can go buy something else for your business exactly mm -hmm. you can actually afford more marketing to get more customers mm -hmm. then you got yourself a nice little circle going right and that circle will work it's worked for me for Three three years now, and three and a half years, and it just, I mean, it works for other plumbing companies, and yeah. like it's, yeah, the the core system there that is in place mm -hmm. has worked, like any successful plumbing, like residential plumbing service business in the United States right now is using the identical system that I'm using, right, right, which used to like bug the crap out of me. I used to always like look mm. at things and go, I'm going to do it different. Yeah, I'm going to have this, yeah. this secret I'm gonna, sauce way. I'm going to innovate this space, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But reality is like there's a proven system. Just use the dang system, Yeah, right? It's like people who get software for their business and they try to use it. I think we talked about this try before. Try to innovate the software, like, you know? I don't like how the software does this thing. This is a, like you could get service titan. It's a 
residential service plumbing software, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it was designed for mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's designed to be used in a certain way mm-hmm. because if you can run your business business in that certain way, it's a really good way of doing business. Right. It's a time-tested, proven yeah. way of doing your business, yep. right? And so they built a software to help you do that just even better at another right. level, right? Mm-hmm. And you can like try and find all these workarounds in the software, but why? Yeah, you're probably just hurting yourself by doing so. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like just do the do it how the software tells you to do it, and you're, you're probably going to be pretty successful. Yep. Right. Yep. Silly. So point two was, don't get in the weeds with problems that you might not really need to be focusing on. Yeah, you know, don't listen to our podcast and listen to us talk about optimizing your CSRs or any of this stuff and take it and go, oh, I need to go work on this thing in my business. Right. Like, Especially maybe, if there's something else that you know you should be doing. Yes, maybe you're at that point and you mm-hmm. do need to go optimize your CSRs or optimize your technicians or provide more training in this area and do some of the things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not that I wouldn't listen to those things. I would listen to them, gain that knowledge, right, mm-hmm. and store it in the back of my head. Right, right, go, sure, sure, sure. Hmm, cool, that's interesting, okay. But I would still be I, not taking those, not listening to a podcast, going back to my business and going, we got to change this. Yeah, 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 because I just listened to this thing, and this and is where we should be focused. Next week, listen to the podcast, and I go, we got to change this, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Um, I would be taking that time to identify what are the things that I need to work mm-hmm. on, right? All while listening to podcasts, watching YouTube, reading yeah. books, learning valuable information that's going to make you a better business owner, mm-hmm. but not focusing on little details that you don't need to worry about right now, yeah. especially if you don't have the bigger picture in place yet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If if you don't have the bigger picture in place yeah. and nothing is really like super broken in the business that you have now, then, w- then don't fix it. Like yeah. don't fix what... Don't fix it till it breaks. Yeah. Then go in and go, hmm, this is broken. Mm-hmm. Let's fix it. And a lot of the times, like, it's hard to understand knowledge. <laughs> it's hard to understand knowledge gained if you don't have a direct application. So, like, if you don't have, like, CSRs going, then when you're like, okay, well, I guess I got to get a CSR and all this, like, well, hold on a second. Like, this will make sense when you have a CSR. And then you can move into that space. Yeah. Or when you're like Tommy Mello getting thousands of calls a month. Right. That 10% is worth a lot more money than right. the guy who's getting 10 calls a month. Right? right. And that optimization really pencils at that moment. Right. But at the earlier stages, it's not going to pencil in the same way. There's right. other higher leverage things you can devote your attention to. Right. Like I still go watch podcasts and yeah, I just continue to learn. Like I go watch everybody who's got anything about plumbing and I'm watching it. Right. Because I want to learn it because mm-hmm. I want my business to be the best. Right. Mm-hmm. So I watched one the other day where Tommy Mello is talking about, you know, if you haven't hired a CFO in your business, mm. you need to hire one. Right. Chief financial officer. And he tells a story about how his chief financial officer came in and they just restructured the way they were doing something mm. and it generated an extra $1.6 million in revenue. Oh, wow, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Just profit, right? Out, like sure. bottom line profit mm-hmm. in his business, just mm-hmm. restructuring like this simple little thing. Mm-hmm. But that worked for him because it's at such a large yeah. scale, right? Yeah. And so... For me to go hire a CFO would be silly because my business doesn't have room in yeah. it to hire a CFO, yeah. and the impact that they would have on my mm. numbers wouldn't be as great as the impact they're going to have on yep. 
Tommy Mello's numbers, right? But it's even a cool thing to know in your head because then it puts a category of like, oh yeah, CFO. Yeah. Right. There is a time I'll and put place that category for that. in place. Yeah. Like yeah. I would imagine you get to, you know, like right now, like me and my general manager are our CFO. We dig yep. into our numbers, yep. we understand our numbers, mm-hmm. and we have time to do that. Mm-hmm. If we were to scale to a certain point, there's gonna come a point where it's like my managers don't have time to dig into the numbers and understand the numbers. And I don't have time to dig into the numbers and understand mm-hmm. the numbers. I need somebody else to go mm-hmm. do all that work and then present me the information so right. I can make good decisions based on that information. Right. right. It makes sense at a point, mm-hmm. but right now it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, and the effect of it wouldn't be that great. Yeah. It's like we do like six million in revenue and Tommy Mello's doing 200 million in revenue. <laughs> right. A little different. Big difference. Oh, yeah, big difference. Right? <laughs> big, huge difference. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even for somebody who's like just starting out in their business, looking at me doing $6 million in revenue, it's a big difference yeah. in like things you should be working on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't get bogged down in the in the, the little details. Yeah. Don't worry about things that don't matter right now. Yeah. Worry about the things that matter right now, the things that are going to push you forward in your business, the mm-hmm. things that are going to keep rolling that ball up the hill, mm-hmm. getting you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to where you want to go or to a point where you have to do those things to keep it rolling, then do those things, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be okay with mess too. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not all going to be, it's probably rarely ever going to be perfect in, Never. in line because you're dealing with people at one level. So could, even when you have like the systems, like even for you right now where your yeah. systems are good, and your people are good. Yeah, the people are still there. They're and still they still people. messed up the system, yeah. so that you have to have. People not, are such a pain in the ass. Yeah, they're like they because well, you know you have a great system, and you're like if you would just follow the system. Yeah. But then the people are like, "Wow, sorry, Jared, I had a bad burrito, and uh, you know that made me, you know, I yeah, did this at the house and yeah. whatever." And they're just like, people. Damn. So that's always going to screw up your perfect picture of your business plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching Gary Vee today, and I watched a really good clip by Gary Vee. Yeah. It was like, man, this is so true. He was talking about, he was talking about, he was talking to his staff, his, Mm -hmm. the leaders in his company. So the managers and stuff. And he was telling them this analogy, like, okay. He like said everybody in this room and he like said their names and he's like, imagine this scenario. It's all of us, right? All 12 people here. And we're going to enter into a basketball tournament against I don't know, LeBron James named some other basketball players, mm-hmm. like three or four basketball players. They're like, what do you think the score is going to be at the end of the game? <laughs> and one of his employees is like, it, first one to 50 points wins. Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, probably three to 50. And he's like, so I'm I'm, I'm like happy you thought we were going to get three, but I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. It's probably going to be like 50 to zero, right? Yeah. And he's like, so look at the two teams. And the people that won, it wasn't they didn't win because they had more people. They won because the people they had were more talented. Yeah. It's sure. like in all of our departments in this company, we just need more talented people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was super cool. And I don't know why I thought of it when you said what you said, but because mm-hmm. we were talking about people, right? Yeah. But like when we're when you're looking at hiring people in your business mm-hmm. and just like in that scenario, like all the people that work for Gary Vee, they're probably getting paid what? Max hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Yeah, I don't know. The whole team of people, mm-hmm. even if they're making five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. the whole team, those three or four basketball players, mm-hmm. they're way more expensive, right? Yeah. But guess what? They win games, yes. right? They're talented people. Mm-hmm. 
it's the same thing for your business. Like if you can replace mm, three mm-hmm. yeah, mediocre sure. people with one super talented person, mm-hmm. but he's twice as expensive, that's 100% worth it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So like this is way off topic, but <laughs> <laughs> when you, we get a lot of people and we could just make this mistake number three. Sure. Um, because I do, I see a lot of people, they're like, well, plumbers around here, you know, they make 30, 35 an hour. I can only afford 30, so I'm going to pay them 30. Right. Right. And then they're, they have trouble attracting talent to their business. Mm-hmm. Right. And what you really want to do is you want to attract the LeBron James sure. of the plumbing world yeah. to your business. Right. Um, the difference isn't as vast or drastic between mm-hmm. some office workers and LeBron James. Right. But if you can pay more, create a better company culture, take better care of your people, mm-hmm. you're going to attract better people to your business. Mm-hmm. And the weird part about like today's day and age, because plumbers are so rare, right? Yeah, supply sure. and demand. Mm-hmm. There's a huge demand for plumbers. And there's a teeny tiny little supply, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Super small supply right now. Um, and it's only getting worse. Yep. It's only going to continue to get worse mm-hmm. until we start actually paying plumbers well enough yeah, where people are willing to become a plumber. That's feasible. For the pay. Because mm-hmm. right now you can go down to the smoothie bowl shop on the beach and make smoothie bowls all day and make more than you do as a plumber. Yeah. Why would you be a plumber if you can go sit on the beach and make smoothie bowls all day, right? Yeah. Super easy. Mm. I'm gonna go play and poop, or I'm gonna go make smoothie <laughs> yeah. bowls. Huh? I'm gonna go be an apprentice smoothie, and get like yelled at and like smoothie just, bowls pays better. Yeah, the people are really cool. Plus, I'm at the beach working in the sunshine. Hmm. <laughs> what do I want to do with my life? Yeah, mm. I think I'll go be a make smoothie bowls. Right. So, in today's day and age, it's not even like trying to attract eight players. It's like I just need to attract players. Period. Right. Because right now, if you can just get players right. and put this system in place that we talked about, you win. Mm-hmm. Like it's that's the battle between mm-hmm. successful businesses and unsuccessful businesses is they just get the players, right? And then <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, that yeah. person's over there trying to get the players, but the other guy's got all the players. Right. And so he wins the game. Right. So it's like whoever can control the labor is the one that's gonna win yeah, the game. Sure. Um so in order to attract those people to your business, you've got to be willing to pay them more. Right. You've got to be willing to provide them a better place to work. You've got to be willing to get them a better vehicle. You've got to be mm-hmm. willing to set them up for success. Mm-hmm. You've got to be willing to appreciate them when they do come work mm-hmm. for you. And you've got to be able to like lead them and manage them in a way where they're actually effective. Right. And that's how you're going to win the game, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of guys in the beginning, they're scared to pay more because they right. don't think they can afford it mm-hmm. because they don't have their pricing right. Mm. Um, and then, you know, if they do get somebody in, they're scared to buy new vehicles and mm-hmm. give them the nice tools. And really, they're scared to give them the freedom they need. Right, yeah, definitely. So like LeBron James, right, if you were to hire LeBron James for your mm-hmm. basketball team and then you were to try to tell him how to dribble better or how to play basketball, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the expert. Mm-hmm. He would hate that. Right. He probably wants the freedom to go be LeBron James yeah. out on the ball court, mm-hmm. right? And then really that's why you got him on your basketball sure, team. Yeah. Because he's LeBron James. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who LeBron James is. He's a basketball player. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you say a not basketball player the whole time. Like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> That'd no, be really funny. It would be funny. Um 
it's kind of the same thing like with your plumbers, right? You get these guys who are really good plumbers. They're really good at mm-hmm. going and taking care of the customer. They're really good at doing residential service work. You got to come in and give them the freedom to like do their job. Yeah. Because that's like when you go to, you know, there's all these big companies. And if you're working at a company that's got 30, 40, 50, 60, 100, 200 guys, just by the nature of the size of the company, you lose a lot of the freedoms right. because they have to systemize so much more stuff because mm-hmm. their business is so much more complicated mm-hmm. just because of the scale, right. right? So if you can come in and create a business that allows them to have the freedom to actually do their job, then they're going to want to come work for you, right? right? Mm-hmm. They're going to have freedom. They're going to have better pay. They're going to have an employer that cares about them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be set up for success. They're mm-hmm. going to have the right tools, the right vans, the right equipment, all that good stuff. And you can afford all that as long as you're priced right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I think. We could even add on bonus. Let's have a bonus mm-hmm. mistake. Bonus mistake number four. Bonus mistake number four. <sighs> like, if you were to say... Out of what you've seen, what do you think a bonus mistake would be that you've seen? Let's see. Okay, we talked about pricing. That was sort of in the last one. That was sort of like number three is almost just like a pricing issue, right? Kind of, but it's not. It's like a. But it's framed in the sense of hiring good guys requires you be better priced so that you can afford them. And it's almost a limiting mindset mistake where your mindset is saying, well, we can't pay them more because, you know, we can't charge more because everybody else is charging this much. Right. They're expecting this much. Right. Um, so the limiting mindset is, well, I don't want to upset the market because, you know, they can't, the market can't sustain it. Right. Um, so for the fourth point, um, I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, a lot of stuff that we talk about is almost the fourth point where it's like there's a issue with marketing where guys don't know what marketing to get and when to get it. Yeah. And so then that's like a big mistake you make. Or they just like slack off on marketing because they've been burned by something within marketing. Right. And so then they'll be like, okay, well, I don't want to do any of that anymore because it it burned me and I didn't see any results from it. Right. Um, or sometimes there's a limiting mindset. Okay, here's a good one. Limiting mindset is the plumbing business owner is like, well, I understand marketing because I've been burned by it. So I'm not right. going to touch it and I'm not going to accept any advice because I already know how to do this and I know what to look for. Right. So that's why I only do this. Yeah. And that, like, even that cadence and tonality of my voice, if we hear ourselves saying things in that way about our businesses, mm-hmm. we're, we're in a rough spot because we've just said, no, I'm good on that advice. Mm-hmm. I've been down this road and I know there's pain at the end of it. Yep. And it's an assumption that says, okay, so you know every aspect of this? You're absolutely an expert on marketing to say yeah. that it won't work. On these things that are only like a year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like you're, you're, you can say that you're an expert. And a, a, sometimes it comes from guys who've been in the business for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. But then I would gently push back and say, you've been in the business for 20 and 30 years, and yet this is where you're at? Dude, exactly. That means that you have not understood something or you've misunderstood something. Mm-hmm. And so- we need to be so mistake number four i would say is like be open to criticism and to new ideas Mm -hmm. don't just turn away things because you've been burned by them before yep because like 
being open to those things is really important to our growth. Like it's important to your business growth mm -hmm. and then just growth as the business owner, as you're sort of moving towards stuff. Mm -hmm. I would say mistake number four, like is in my mind would be very similar to that. It's kind of in the marketing, mm -hmm. but they're, they're scared to, they're scared to be different. Mm -hmm. They want to like, and you see this with a lot of guys who just start mm -hmm. out. They sure. want to, you know, they don't want to upset the, mm. they don't want to look silly. They don't want to look unprofessional. Mm -hmm. And so what they end up doing is they just end up blending in with everybody else. Mm. So I'm creating a logo that's very, you know, normal looking right. and very acceptable looking to them. Last name, plumbing company. And very professional to them. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. it ends up just ruining their marketing. Right. And so like you said, you know, this doesn't work. Well, if you like, if you can have a logo and a brand that is disruptive to quote kick charge, um, your marketing is going to work way better, right. right? And if you can, you can use humor and develop a personality right. in your marketing mm -hmm. um, and not be afraid to be different, then mm -hmm. your marketing is going to work so much better. And mm -hmm. some of those marketing things that maybe you tried out that didn't work, sure, it might have been. Number one, that you just didn't have a good brand, mm -hmm. and that's why it didn't work right. because your brand doesn't actually disrupt and catch people's attention. Mm -hmm. But it might also be that you didn't have like the full marketing picture in play, and you're just mm -hmm. trying this one thing, and that one thing only works when you have it supported by all these other things, right? right. Um, so it's and it's really just a lack of understanding of yeah. marketing in general, um, which I think is like. I mean, I think a good mistake, number four, is probably just what you said, like a lack of understanding of marketing in general. Yeah, and but thinking they've got it all figured out. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. like, it makes sense, though, right? Because it's like, you're a plumber, you decided to start your own business. Nobody yep. probably in your whole tenure as a plumber has been like, we should talk about marketing. Hmm, yeah. Like, it's, you know, apprentice, you're three, let's talk about marketing. Like, yeah. nobody, like, actually, there's no education about it. Yeah. So then guys make the same mistakes because it's just like... There's like Yelp and Angie's list, like, hey, uh, we got your back, plumber. And you're like, yep. thanks, this is awesome. And then yep. six months down the later, you're like, I don't think I like these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is working well. Yeah. And then that can sort of create bitterness and jadedness toward the whole system. Yeah. Um, I, um, I was watching a podcast earlier today, and it was the, I think it was Tommy Mello's Garage Door event, and the guy who owns... Gosh, it's Rhino. I think yeah. it's, I don't know if it's mm -hmm. Rhino Home, Sir, I don't know what it is. He does marketing for home service companies, yeah. specifically yep. plumbers, electricians, mm -hmm. HVAC, and garage door. Mm -hmm. And he's got the podcast. Yep. Um, what's the name of the podcast? I can find it. Because it's good. Because it is a good podcast. Like if, they, if you're listening to this, you should listen to that podcast. Yeah, let me find well. it really quick. Um, I can while you're talking. Yeah. So he was. Up, he was on stage giving a presentation. He was talking about marketing, right? To the point. To the point. Home services podcast. Yeah, it's a check good it one. out, everybody. It's Definitely. a good one. Definitely check it out. He's got some good guests on there. Yeah. Good marketing information. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. So he's up there talking about marketing. He's kind of talking about this topic of the, um, you know, if you've got a, a good solid brand and that you can be humorous and you can be disruptive, then that's going to do so much better in your in your marketing. And he's talking like from experience, right? Yeah. Like he sees the numbers behind it. And, you know, we've got Plum Social where we we do your social media and we can say like your social media is so much more effective if right. you've got a good brand. Yeah. Like with yeah. colors and a logo that are like disruptive in the market, mm -hmm. recognizable. It does way better. 
So the, he shared, um, and it was perfect. He shared Kmart's commercial. Mm-hmm. I shipped my pants. Oh, dude, that right? commercial crushed. Like, I don't know anybody that didn't see that commercial or it's who hilarious. hasn't heard about it's it or so who funny. doesn't remember it when you <laughs> mention it, right? Yeah. And it was when, you know, everybody was, it was like at the beginning of like, hey, we can actually like send stuff to people's house. So now you don't right. have to come in the, in the right. store. And Walmart at the time was just killing Kmart to mm-hmm. death, right? With mm-hmm. with in-store purchases. Kmart was slowly dying. Mm-hmm. And so they launched this ad campaign of, I shipped my drawers. I shipped my pants. <laughs> I shipped my pants, right? <laughs> yeah. And dude, it was just like, they weren't afraid to go out and be different yeah. and disrupt the market mm-hmm. and do something funny. Mm-hmm. And it paid off huge for them. Right. Um, and so uh, the same is true for, for your plumbing business. Like I remember we ran an ad in the beginning where it was our little prospector guy. He had a house behind him and there was a toilet, like a broken toilet sitting next to the prospector guy. And there was like a hole in the roof with like an explosion that came Mm -hmm. out. And it's like, he was like, you broke it. We fixed it. Right. (laughs) And it was funny. Yeah. Um, and I got all the time people being like, Dude, I saw that was so funny. I saw mm-hmm. your thing with the toilet mm-hmm. flying through the roof of the house. That was rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was totally different. Mm-hmm. Even just our colors and us having an avatar sure. being bright purple and bright green yeah. um, was totally different. Yeah. And I was never afraid to do things that were silly, different, funny, mm-hmm. grab your attention. Mm-hmm. I think it paid off big time. Yeah. Don't be afraid to disrupt your market because, I mean, humor, it, it garners good goodwill yeah because when you're like wow that's funny you're like wow i you, feel warm and fuzzy towards this all of a sudden yeah you provided some value to the customer yes. like we use a lot uh-huh. of memes in our social media mm-hmm. and i think that when you use that meme number one it gets them to stop scrolling it catches sure. their attention mm-hmm. and then when the meme is actually funny and they mm-hmm. read it you just provided them a little bit of value yep right value comes in the form of entertainment yes, yes. so now you've given them something for free Mm-hmm. And they have a good feeling about your business. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's super valuable. Yeah. And so when you feel the inclination to post like plumbing jobs that you've done and pictures oh, yeah. of things, like it's valuable to you because you can see it as a good job, yep. but it won't stop the scroll and it won't actually be different. Cause that's what, that's Correct. the natural thing is like, this is my work. Look at my work. It's a yep. good job. And then the average consumer is like, mm-hmm, looks like stuff to me, like plumbing. I don't know. Yep. Good job, I guess. I don't know. I saw another plumbing company's commercial that I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. They were running YouTube ads and TV commercials. Mm-hmm. And it just shows like you see feet like from the knees down and you see a toilet and you see a guy like peeing in the toilet or you hear it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see him flush the toilet and then it starts to like overflow and fill up the bathroom and then he like moves his feet and it's all wet mm-hmm. and then it's like scrolls down I think it's Smed, Smedley plumbing mm-hmm. like hit their logo scrolls down and goes should have called Smedley <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like you're yeah. what because you you know you see the ad and you're yeah. just like this is a weird angle yeah 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 What's of like somebody here? in a bathroom yeah. and this guy's peeing like yeah. what and you all you hear is a the tinkle of the pee you yeah, know yeah 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 and you're like what is going on and then he goes and flushes and then the water comes out and you're like uh oh yeah and then it's like should have called Smedley yeah. it's like ah yeah. good one even like Ben Franklin's ads Ben Franklin's ads are funny because are it's they? Like, I don't know if I've ever seen one so Ben so 
I would because I had a conversation with the Ben Franklin franchise about Plum Social, and I was uh-huh. like, I was like watching their ads beforehand. I was like, these are pretty funny because uh-huh. you know they're a franchise, so they have the money to do these TV ads. Yeah, and like so, typically there's like a guy in a Ben Franklin outfit who's like telling you about plumbing, but then there's usually a guy who's like dressed up like a broken pipe, and he's like, hey guys, I don't feel so good. And he's got like a <laughs> stick like sticking out of his head. He's like, I think something's wrong with me, and the homeowners are like, what is that? And then Ben Franklin's like, whoa, this is a broken pipe. But it's just funny because then the guy's like. He just does funny things. You're yeah. like, wow. Like, and it made me go watch other ads. It's like, I kind of like this. Like, yep. this is silly. Yep. And it's, I think the fear is that guys think it will reflect that they're silly, that yeah. they're not that real, they're not, they're not serious, they're not professional. Yeah. But you can definitely be professional. Think about all the ads you've ever seen in your lifetime mm. that were funny for a very professional company yep. that you were like, that was a good ad. Yep. And it made you just, you don't necessarily doesn't necessarily make you think of them as unprofessional. It just makes you remember mm-hmm. who they are, mm-hmm. right? And that should be your whole goal as a business owner. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like in that whole marketing piece is just not understanding, uh-huh. not valuing sure. attention. Right. Um, and you could uh-huh. almost call it influence, right? So we see in today's day and age, like all the social media influencers Mm -hmm. and how much attention they can grab Mm -hmm. and then how much money they make because of the attention that they have. Mm -hmm. And you can do that on a micro scale with your plumbing business. And that's how you have really effective marketing is you just become really good at getting people's attention. And a lot of that, you can grab a lot of that attention through, you know, being humorous in your ads, being different with your branding and just providing that value to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's cool because that, I mean, that really ropes us all the way back to our very first point mm-hmm. because that was talking about how to structure your day so you make time for you to attend to things. Yep. So it's, it's at the end of the day, it's about attention. Mm-hmm. Like when you get enough sleep and you structure time in your morning to go, what should I pay attention to today? Because mm-hmm. that's what you're, that's what you're telling yourself. Yep. I need to pay attention to the problems that I actually need to solve today. Yep. And I need to not mess with the problems that I don't need to spend time on. Yep. I mean, it's the same translation in the marketing where yep. you're saying, how hey. Do I, how do I grab my mm-hmm. customer's attention? Yep. Yep. Because it's all about attention. And what we sink our attention into is kind of like, like, what's the second half of that thought? Because that even translates, like, if my attention is focused on my phone instead of my family, mm-hmm. that's communicating to them a value statement. Yep. You value your phone more than you value your family. Exactly. Yep. Right. I value myself more than I value my family. Because yep. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this with my attention. Yeah. And like attention is really where we start to, I don't know, change things. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So mistake number one, what are we talking about? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Well, well so, that's what you're here for. <laughs> so mistake number one was like not actually structuring your life in such a way that will lead to success. Yeah, mistake number one was really just not setting yourself up for success. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. But instead creating habits that are actually setting you up for failure. Mm. So let's flip those habits around. Mm-hmm. Let's go to bed on time. Let's journal in the morning. Let's eat healthy. Let's right. exercise. Let's create those habits so that you can set yourself up for success yeah. every single day yep. habitually. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. you, and then you can go into number two, which was Dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> number three was focusing on the wrong things. Yeah. Um, you know, number 
I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember go, we'll too. have to go watch the yeah. podcast we'll again. Come back to it, man. But I mean, the whole thing was really just like, hey, let's set ourselves up for success. Let's identify the things that we need to be doing in our business to push forward. Let's mm-hmm. not focus on things that we don't need to be focusing mm-hmm. on too early in our business. Mm-hmm. And let's do a good job to like understand all the facets of our business. Let's right. let's do a good job on how pricing affects our business, how marketing works, how our the way we go about our work works, mm-hmm. and let's develop a trust in the system. Yeah, Don't sure. freak out that it's all going to explode someday because if you can just get the system in play, it's going to work out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool, man. I'm going to go get a donut. Okay. <laughs> See, <laughs> See you. See you, Holmes. <laughs>